Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. All right, as promised, we're joined right now by a national college football writer for CBS Sports, also a CBS Sports HQ contributor, good friend of the program. He is Dennis Dodd. He joins us via Zoom. Dennis, good to have you back in the jungle. How you doing? Sticks earlier this month at the Aria in Las Vegas. The high temperature in Eagle River yesterday was 27 degrees. So I am ready to go. You are ready to go. My man, you got me all covered. <laughs> For those who missed it, you went to Javier's in Vegas. Give it to me straight. How was the experience? Uh, it was great. The shrimp enchiladas are the go-to. The chips are the best uh, Mexican chips uh, I've had. Uh, and that was the first place I went to. It was a conference there for where we saw Charlie Baker, the NCAA president, announce these sweeping, his sweeping proposal. But I got off the plane, got an Uber, went right, right to the casino and in, uh, in the Aria and Javier's. It was great. Well played. Dennis Dodd joining us. All right, Dennis, before we talk about the bowl season, including the national championship game, the transfer portal continues to generate major news. Oregon chases the addition of Oklahoma QB Dylan Gabriel by getting a commitment from UCLA quarterback Dante Moore yesterday. As the Ducks get ready for the Fiesta Bowl, how much does Dan Lanning bolster that roster heading into his first season in the Big Ten? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, look, he's already got Dylan Gabriel, who led Oklahoma to the number three scoring spot in the country last year, had the best year of his career, uh, and then goes to Oregon. You go, oh, okay, uh, they've got their guy. They're fine. And then he persuades Dante Moore, who struggled at times at UCLA, but has huge upside, to come there and basically, I'm thinking, sit out a year before he takes over for Dylan Gabriel. It doesn't look like there'll be a competition. And so he's just loading up on quarterbacks through the portal. One of the few times I think we've seen it in the portal era where you got multiple guys who can play who are going to lead the program. He's stacking quarterbacks. You know, this portal experience so far since December 4th when it opened has been about quarterbacks. And if you got a quarterback, you've got a chance. I don't know. Uh, we can get into this. I don't know if you can flip a roster. I don't know if we've learned that for sure, even with Dion and Lincoln Riley, but for sure, for sure, you can get yourself a quarterback. Dennis Dodd joining us to that point. Dennis, what about a five-star quarterback? What about a five-star quarterback like Dylan Riola flipping from Georgia to Nebraska? Let me get your reaction to that decision, and then how big of a signing is that for Nebraska? Well, it's huge. Um, they haven't had a quarterback in years, arguably, since the Scott Frost era began. Maybe Adrian Martinez, but that's even a maybe. Uh, they need a quarterback to contend. And this is a huge get for Nebraska, the most highly rated prospect in Nebraska history. And that's saying a lot going back in their history. I had, had been texting with the father. Uh, I met with the dad last summer in Scottsdale just to do a story on his recruitment. And they had already decommitted from Ohio State, and he was going to Georgia. The whole family had moved to Buford, Georgia. I think he told me that they had made seven unofficial visits to Georgia before they made their official. They were entirely bought in. And then as this word kind of leaked out that, look, uh, Dylan Rayola is going to visit Nebraska, and I'm going, what? Okay, I get that his uncle is the offensive line coach. I get that his dad was a was a was a legend there. He won the Remington Award as a center for the Cornhuskers, but this is a kid who won one coaching quarter uh, quarterback throwing coach Jim told me who works with NFL prospects that Dylan Rayola has a chance to be better than Patrick Mahomes. Now I know hyperbole is crazy in this game, but that's how he that's how he is viewed. 
and he goes to Nebraska. This is huge. Again, I, I, I texted his dad as this was going on. I said, is this real? And he said, the kid just, he's just an 18 year old playing out the process, wanting to take a visit. And look what Matt rule did. He flipped him from Georgia to go to Nebraska. So they've got their foundation now for the next at least three years. Love to see it. Dennis Dodd joining us. All right, Dennis, taking nothing away from the 40-plus bowl games or all those teams that earn those spots, but get me to the final year of the current playoff format. Why don't we talk about the top seed Michigan going up against number four seed Alabama in the Rose Bowl in the first national semi semifinal. What do you make of Nick Saban? hiring a former Michigan linebackers coach to be a, quote, special assistant for the Tide heading into the Rose Bowl? Well, there you go. That's Nick Saban. I mean, he's he's the king of, uh, of career rehabilitation. I mean, you could fill a book with it. You've got, you know, you've got Lane Kiffin. You've got Steve Sarkeesian. You've got scores of Butch Jones, who's at Arkansas State. Now, scores of guys that have gone through there and rehabbed their career. Um, I don't know if this is that. But certainly, it's a chance to look inside the Michigan program, as you would probably figure out. Um, and Michigan knows a little bit of something about that, don't they? Um, looking at other people's programs. But, you know, with Nick Saban, look, is there's a lot of rumblings that this may be his walk-off if he wins this thing. Just being around him a little bit this season, I've never seen him more content. In other words, I, as many people have said, I think this is his best coaching job. If you were around that team... Uh, after the during and after the Texas game, obviously their their largest non-conference home loss since 2004, and then in a lot of ways even worse the next week against UCF in Week Three when Jalen Milrow gets benched, um, knowing they can kind of slog through this horrible game against against USF and still win, you wouldn't have given uh, you know a dollar for this team's chances in getting to the playoff. I think I said out loud on somebody's show, this looks like a four-loss team. And at that point, they did. This is clearly his best coaching job. It doesn't have the most talent, but they've come along. And now Jalen Milrow's athleticism has been able to shine through where he's now a difference maker, a guy that's getting, that got votes for the Heisman, a guy that could be the difference maker against Michigan. So, you know, we, we went through this uh, mishmash about Florida State not getting in. I think two things can be th- true right now. Florida State got screwed. We've had that discussion. But also these two games, Jim, are the best the CFP has had in its history, in its 10-year history. Dennis Dodd joining us. Dennis, go back to Nick Saban for a minute. I could see Alabama beating Michigan. And if Alabama beats Michigan, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. But if you were to walk off on that, who could you see replacing him? And who's going to want to follow the GOAT? Well, I think you'd have to give a call to Sark. Um, you know, I, I know Dabo through through the grapevine really, really wants it, but I don't know if the state of the Clemson program would allow him to get that job. I don't know if he I'm not saying that definitively, but you got to ask yourself, is Clemson on the way up or is it on the way down? I don't mean down, down. I mean, down to mediocrity where they're, they're not in the playoff every year because that's the standard that he set at Clemson. So I think you got to lob. You got to lob a call to Sark to see if he wants to come. I mean, he's gotten Texas back. Uh, there are others. There are others in the NFL that would come. Uh, so it, it would be interesting. You know, it, never be the guy to follow the guy. I think we've learned that time and time again. But somebody's going to get, if it happens, a loaded roster and a legacy to live up to that is unparalleled. 
Talking to Dennis Dodd. Dennis, what about the other matchup in the semis? You got number two seed Washington going up against the three seed Texas, who you just mentioned. The Sugar Bowl, you know, both teams have tremendous star power at quarterback with Michael Penix Jr. and Quinn Ewers, but questionable defenses. Who do you favor in that matchup? What do you think it comes down to? I've got Texas winning the whole thing. When I was asked to pick on Selection Sunday, I've got Texas winning the whole thing. Number one, it's the best team they've had since 2009 when they lost to Alabama in that BCS championship game. I don't think I'm going out on a limb in saying that. But um, they've lost They've lost the running back. C.J. Baxter, the, uh, the fill-in, the freshman, has been absolutely incredible. They've got a, a, you know, a serviceable running game. The receiver is some of the best in the country. Xavier Worthy is a is a breakaway threat. Quinn Ewers looks like he's at the top of his game. And that's the biggest question I had about Texas. Quinn Ewers was good. He was never great. He's kind of bordering on great now. And we all we all know about Michael Penix Jr. at Washington. But the thing about Washington is as good a season as they had, and look, I can make a great case for them being number one in the CFP rankings, given their strength of schedule and who they beat. Jim, they are 93rd in the country in total defense. If they win this thing, that would be by far the worst uh, defense ever to win a national championship in the BCS era since 1998. I just think Texas is on a roll. They're a complete team. Sark is at the top of his game. And whoever they play against Michigan and Alabama, and nobody, nobody's really talking about Texas to win the whole thing, I don't think. Washington's a good story offensively. Michigan and Alabama are the two blue bloods. But Texas has already beaten Alabama. If you're a college football fan, you got to be rooting for Texas-Alabama, too and the championship game and let the chips fall where they may. I agree with you. He is a national college football writer for CBS Sports, also a CBS Sports HQ contributor, good, good friend of the program. He is Dennis Dodd. Dennis, great to get caught up. In fact, you knew I had to run you down before the end of the year. We'll do it again early next year, and it's always good to have you on. Dennis, thanks so much. Jim, a pleasure. Thanks.